know, yes, I've got to say that if you're listening, guys, you can't get better than if you want the, fr- the past, the freaky, the weird and wonderful, and the eclectic nature of alternative lifestyle, viewed through the prism, but outside of status, with a little bit of rock and roll and metal thrown in, then you cannot do better than the Weekly Geekly. The Weekly Geekly at Weekly Geekly, Facebook.com. Hey everybody, it's the Weekly Geekly, and with us again is Brent via Google Hangout. It's our virgin time, the first time we've ever gone on. He's popping our Google Hangout cherry, I guess, and we're all here to talk about the new Kingsman Golden Circle movie. Uh, We saw it Saturday night. Brent, when did you see it? I saw it Saturday. It's pretty good. Yeah? What What were your opening thoughts on just the story? Like, what was laid out in front uh, of you? Was it believable? Did you like it? Story-wise, well, okay, you're seeing it. Is, is it believable? It's, well, to a point. I mean, it starts out really strong. It's got a good action set piece. You introduce, you know, some former castmates, like the, the, the other, one of the defunct Kingsman um, wannabes is the new bad guy, one of the new bad guys, which is pretty nice callback, I thought, to the first movie. Right. Outside, you know, it started out strong, but and it has you know the nice title card. It's the same title take that we had in the first movie. It starts up, and then it just kind of slowed down a little bit too much, maybe for its own good. I lost some of its pacing from the from the opening sequence, but I'll, that that happens with sequels, it seems. Yeah. I feel you. There were parts in it. the movie where I was just drifting in and out. And if we're going to be quite honest here, <laughs> Tori's yeah. laughing. Okay, so we saw it on Saturday, and I was so tired at 9 o'clock at night. And I passed out like an hour and 30 or 40 minutes into it. So I missed that big last scene. And it wasn't until the next day when I got off work I went and watched the rest of it illegally online in Russian. And then I just looked up a a bunch of reviews to connect all the plot points. And I was like, oh, my God, this is such a weird way to view it. But I I think that was kind of a testament to it because, like, it was a great action flick. But if you're not in it, it was kind of just spacey. Like, they they hit it emotionally, you know what I mean, with that whole um, father-son dynamic and he doesn't remember him anymore kind of a deal. But I don't know, man. There were just so many scenes that drug on. And I was like, God, you're hitting that humor again, you know? Well, I was was okay with it. Like, everyone's like, did you? Well, here's the thing. This this is your test. It's a good movie. In fact, a lot of my friends thought it was a great movie. But then what you need to do is with any true sequel, where you kind of get that sequel glow where you're, where I think sometimes there's this, your, your inner id is going, I love this. This sequel's great. And then you get home and you kind of think about it and you pop in the first movie. You're like, right. Okay, not anywhere near as good as the first movie of the series. And it's, it kind of reminds me of, did you ever, have you ever watched all the Daniel Craig Bond movies? I saw a couple of them. Like you had Casino Royale and then yep. Quantum of Solace. Yep, I saw both those. Is he in any Quantum, other ones? Yeah, yeah, those new ones. Like, like Quantum always felt yeah. like, a, didn't quit, you know, quite felt like a Bond movie. It just felt kind of like, like the chapter between Casino Royale and right. then, um, I think was the one, I almost forget what was the one after that. It was just something weird in the desert, but yeah, that's kind of what this felt like, like something weird in the jungle, you know what I mean? And don't get me wrong, man, like, the, everything, you know, Skyfall, Skyfall, I felt like, you know, like Skyfall, Bond, that's Casino it. Royale and Skyfall, but here's the thing that's, that I'm kind of wondering what's going to happen, like, there's going to be a third Kingsman, obviously. Right. Oh, of course. And, you know, like, I watched Casino Royale, and I watched... 
quantum and then I watch Skyfall and you realize you really don't need quantum to exist. Like quantum doesn't really, you could skip quantum of solace if you've never seen the Craig Bond movies and watch just Casino Royale and Skyfall and not miss anything. Right. But do you feel that way with this movie? Do you think it's a total skippable movie or or are there those salvageable points that make it relevant to what's going to like become a trilogy? I'm I'm afraid what's going to happen is that you could probably actually in theory three years from now or two years from now when Kingsman 3 comes out, you could, I have a feeling it's going to be like the Bond issue where you can watch the first Kingsman and Secret Service. You could probably skip this one and watch whatever Kingsman 3 is going to be and still be able to keep the narrative. Right. Kingsman 2 seems like a lot of setup for what's coming. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Hopefully good setup for the best shit of our lives. W- babe, what did you think about all the deaths, though? Like, do you what think do you that was appropriate? Like, they killed off a lot oh, of good characters. Quickly, though, like Lancelot. And, and Merlin. How and the Mer- fuck do you kill off Merlin? But he chose to die. I mean, it... Yeah, and it was kind of that deciding factor when he had that moment with Halle Berry, and he's like, do you ever wonder what it'd be like to be in the field, you know? Right. Like, that kind of hit me, because I was yeah. like, man, Merlin has never been that guy. So it was cool to see a shift in in role for a character like that oh yeah but at the same time i love him so much he's he's witty and quirky and he like the scene in the first movie where he's just like hey i'm just the pilot and then he shoots them all like god i love the little scenes like that that he does because not a lot of actors can get you with 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 not a lot like that you know what i mean like do so little and also did you feel like the character of poppy she was so over the top that she didn't really she makes you realize just how much screen time valentine had in the first one how much more yes how much bad guy he was well in valentine yeah he was so much more put together he was exploiting america and like the way it was coming to be and like you know he had more of a message behind him and it was understandable you're like okay i don't like how you're doing what you're doing but i can understand why you're doing it she was just like I'm a drug cartel leader that craves and I make legitimacy. Yeah, <laughs> out of burgers. Right, and I make people eat each other in burgers, and I oh like robotics, gosh. and I have some fixation on Americana 1950s style stuff. Like, it was a lot of random shit, and I felt like they almost meant it to be like, listen, guys, this isn't going to be great, but we're going to give you the most ridiculous amount of shit we can. You know what I mean? I, I like how they didn't really revisit the hamburger thing. Yeah, that was out of nowhere. They did it once and, and just left. And I heard Matthew Vaughn was like, oh, my original writing, like my script was like three hours and 40 minutes long. Like, you know how they do like about a minute a page. And he's like, oh, I, I cut all so much. But he cuts a lot out of every movie he does. And I was just like, dude, maybe you cut some of the wrong shit out because there was things like that that they never came back to. And I was like, man, that could have made it so much better. Like had, like had one of the henchmen walk in and go, like, oh, lunch. And just, you know. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> wouldn't that be funny or like fake or fake having eggsy you know almost eat something and have it like oh right know, little subtle things well and to explain that even more who's gonna come visit her on, on her volcano old aztec fucking religious thing turned into this layer no one goes almost. there so who she's feeding all these burgers to is she a cannibal like it would have been nice to know a little bit more. Maybe Kingsman 3 is just for those questions. She's dead. They over... Uh, you know, spoilers. Just, they never said she's dead. She said she's overdosed. They never really... Yeah, no. but you think they're going to give her the antidote? This and she just shriveled up and fell on the shit. floor, you know? <laughs> now, like, what do you think about what they did with that uh, statesman agent? Do you think that was just kind of too much? The lasso the, man? Yeah. Um, 
Whiskey. Whiskey. Do you think that was a cool like add-in, being that it, it was his own motivation, and he wasn't necessarily for Poppy, but he was trying to stop the Kingsman? Well, yeah, he was kind of for himself, and I, and I think it was. I don't know. I, I just think it was just another excuse to try to have a fight that somehow matched the the wonderfulness of the church scene from the first yes. movie, which never quite oh, made man. it. Which you can't do. And that guy accordions his neck. Oh my gosh. That scene was so controversial when that movie came out, and it spoke on a, a bunch of different levels, like being the church visually, the whole scene using Freebird, all the stuff. They made it look all yeah. video gamey. And really, the only controversial scene in here. I want, I want your take on it, Tori. The only one. That had a few people actually leave the theater was the finger banging scene. The finger banging. You remember that? Yeah, where he finger where he finger banged the girl to oh, get the to get the, the tracker. Thing? Yeah. Yeah, it shows the tracker like floating inside of her vagina and everything. It's yeah. like What'd you think? Uh I don't know. Like it wasn't it was an interesting shot. Like it was an interesting scene. Like I didn't think they would actually show that like detail of it. And I was like, what the fuck? But at the same time, it was kind of like a train wreck where you couldn't look away, and it was very interesting. Like, You're wondering, like, oh, they're actually going to go there. It's right. Like, right. <laughs> I thought they were, man, I thought they were going to go inside the whole panty and all. Like, all right, here we go. Like, Just getting there. Right. Well, you know, I guess I can go back to the whiskey thing. I, th- I almost kind of like I almost kind of like whiskey. I think it's funny. It's almost like Matthew Vaughn got, like, all the way through the movie. It was kind of waffling to make him a good guy, bad guy, good guy, bad guy. <laughs> at the end, they make him the bad guy not really the bad guy he just has right fun. hidden motive he was more interesting I thought than Eggsy or you know or, or even a or even a uh, Harry Collins first yeah dude they were both kind of really really vague in this movie it was more about the villain it was more about the supporting roles which don't get me wrong that's cool to see but like their relationship was so muted and the whole bringing him back from the dead thing was like risky in itself but I don't know, man. I just feel like it was so much going on that needed didn't need to happen in this movie. Uh, look, yeah, we kind of like discussed a few things that are little idiosyncrasies. Here's the things I also think that I think you realize how much Harry Hart is missed in this movie because he doesn't finally come to until about three quarters through the movie. Mm-hmm. And you realize just how much you need Colin first character to be there. Because when he gets his memory back, that was I almost kind of teared up when he brings in the dog and kind of forces him to like, you know, jar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a sad scene. I'm like, okay, he's back. It was so very well acted for as ridiculous as material is. I mean, that was an amazing. Colin Firth did a great job in writing that scene. He he felt that. I'm like, plus I'm a big dog person. I'm like, don't kill the dog. Right, right. (laughs) Amazing scene. And then you realize like how much better the movie would have been if 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 Harry would have showed up sooner mentally right I, I mean they could have had just a brief maybe five ten minute thing with him seeing butterflies i think they just really extended that too much because the end of the day everybody just wanted to see harry come back so why torture the audience for half the movie because they're waiting for the third one i, I you know but bring we'll bring harry back that's what I mean, harry, harry <laughs> was the main part i mean i remember when harry died in the first one i think it's horrible everyone just everyone in the theater is like holy crap it worked though right it, it pulled its string on that movie and it sealed the rest of the movie for him to come back and become the Kingsman and take on that mantle and now they need a new fucking lancelot again yeah that was I fucked up you called that I'm brent gonna go i'm gonna go back I'm gonna go on a limit. I'm gonna go on a, on a ledge and say Lancelot <laughs> comes back as number three's bad guy because she makes a she makes a thing like oh shit like she like she's jumping for something like she's getting out. I think she got out. So you think they're gonna do what they did with Peter, 
but with Lancelot. Yeah, yeah, I think they're gonna do something with like they did with Lancelot. And they'll blame it on the Kingsmen and say that they like, yeah. I could see that. Now, why is she going against the Kingsmen? I bet you they'll brainwash her and be like, it was their fault and they did this to you, or or they'll just take over her body or something like that. You know, they'll figure it out. Because really, because the other guy, because. The older guy goes, oh, shit, and then the Kingsman Taylor shot blows up, and then for her, she's like, oh, shit, and it looks like she's kind of diving off. Right. Because right, right now, the way they're saving characters and bringing them back, where I want to think to myself, okay, how can they bring them back? Mm-hmm. That's a good That's a good theory, though. Because she could have been diving under, like, the bed, and the bed could have been reinforced. You know, you never know. There's so many different things that could have happened. By having Charlie come back, I thought was a really great callback. I thought he made a great bad guy. I didn't even recognize him in the trailer. That's his name. I, I thought it was Peter. That guy was such a douche. I, I forgot his name. I, thought, I just called him Peter the whole time. But I love that fucking arm. That was so cool at the end. The cyborg arm. Armageddon. Yeah. I thought it was cool when he was using it. And then when he did the whole, like, throw you my hand at you thing on the string. That was cool. Also, also another thing I think, I hate to say this. I think the one big thing that worked... Elton John was the fucking funniest thing about <laughs> Elton John, friend, yeah. Him him turning out to be a little hero of himself. Oh, my god. Well, the fact like, some people in the theater were just, like, incensed because he was cussing, and they said, I guess, pretty much him backstage at a show and he's pissed off. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. He's had an interview with his husband, and his husband's like, well, that's pretty much, like, him amplified. <laughs> like, like, he's in the cage, and they're testing the antidote on him. He's like, get the fuck out of here, you fucking cunt. And he starts, like, screaming. <laughs> yeah. And the I thought it was funny. But like the whole thing when he's fighting, when he beats up the security guards, and they do like the the Matrix style karate kick, and you know it's his head computer generated on top mm-hmm. of the guy, but he like smiles at the screen in slow motion. And you see this like ting, and he like <laughs> karate kicks the guy and just kicks the shit up. I was on the floor. Did you catch? Did you catch? Did you catch the uh, the anal joke between him and Harry? Oh yeah, they that was so funny. Can I get? A, can I get a concert tickets to your show? He says yeah. If you, if, you, if you save me, you'll get a backstage pass. Yeah, that was so funny. That's such a cool callback to the first movie. I love that. Like, speaking of callbacks, though, but I don't think Tildy was necessary for this movie. Like, they didn't really need to pull that string too much for me to be like, oh, it's great. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. Well, like, um, how about, um, well, no, it was cool having her back. But, um, you know, I just, when I was watching it, I got about halfway through it, and I kind of go, I realized, okay, I'm bored. And then a really cool action sequence came up. You know, then I was bored. And then, like, the whole thing in the gondola came up, and then I got bored again. And right. that's kind of like, the way my viewing experience went. That's kind of how I felt, too. And I wish there was a little bit more in between those action scenes, but I like what they did with them. Like, I know it's all CGI'd, and they do that thing where it's, like, you can tell it's not all shot in one scene, but they're trying to make it look like that, so it looks all kind of sketchy. The floating camera. Yes. I like that. That's like their signature thing now, you know? But it was, it was almost kind of like, remember in X-Men? We had a discussion, too, like when X-Men did the whole um, slow-mo thing and for the for, uh, Days of Future Past, and they tried to repeat it with Apocalypse, but it wasn't quite the same. Yeah. The same just here, where it doesn't quite hit that level of pure joy, because as sickening as it sounds coming from me, and I'll keep you two out of the moral amplitude of this the ship <laughs> sequence was amazing in the first one watching all those people get slaughtered it was just it was like it was just a thing of joy for me oh yeah and to know that they were just like racist asshole fucking degenerate pricks like that made it even much that much better you were like i don't feel bad for anybody they're all assholes you know what i mean this is like westboro <laughs> like, yeah, you didn't have the same quite you know quite a feeling but like when they siege the compound there's sort of a little bit of that right 
the fight at the end of the whiskey, there's a little bit of that, but it doesn't quite hit the same level. Well, and my big thing is musically, you gotta come at it strong, and you you can't really top an entire Freebird solo like hate church kill fest. You can't top that. There's no amount of fighting unless you're fighting an army of robots or some shit, and you got a better song than Freebird. Like a music score to a fight scene like that for me, it's like you're you dug your own grave at that point. But I think what they what they took from the first movie and used in the second movie worked for me. You know what I mean? Like, um, like the raunchy sex stuff and like the Elton John and like just weird shit that they joked about in the first movie. They kind of had the same tone in the second movie, and it may not have been like I don't know, super dialogue driven and super intense, but where it did kick adrenaline wise like it was loud as fuck i remember looking at tori and being like holy shit this is like are you okay like because my ears were fucking ringing for a second it was nuts like right from the get-go i thought it punched really hard you know but um now where do you see a third one going besides my prediction of having lancelot come back as a bad guy i don't know i can't even like they're kind of all on their own right now what do you think me? I think Harry and Eggsy team up again. Yeah? Yeah. I love Eggsy and Harry. That's all you want. She's like, I don't care who the villain is as long as I get to see more of both of them. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I mean, I mean Tori, do you, you know, what was your take? Did you think it took him too long to get to get Harry back into the story? I mean, kind of, yeah. I would have liked to see him earlier just because I'm a big Colin Firth fan anyways and... He plays Harry very well, obviously. I mean, look at the first movie. Like, he was bomb as hell. Right. He was awesome. That's her little man crush. Yeah. Both of them, I'm sure. Yeah. I love the manners maketh man bit where he slings the beer mug back and totally misses everybody. Yeah, and he's all like, That was Bleh. hilarious. And, like, Merlin, I think, catches it or some yeah. shit. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're like, uh-oh. It's, it's all over. That's like the moment I knew. I was like, he's not going to be all there this movie. And then Whiskey, <laughs> like, saved the day yeah. in that moment. I will say this. Like, Whiskey was badass, and I wish they would have not made him a puss. As far as, when I say puss, being the bad guy. You know what I mean? Like, I wish they would have kind of stuck him through as a good guy, and maybe he did something else or sacrificed himself because he had cool fighting moves like that fucking laser lasso and all oh, that I know. shit just split somebody oh my god and he, like that scene with the meat grinder where he whips back the gun and then they fuck and they fucking uh he like gets eggsy into the meat grinder with his whip i was like dude that's so cool like there was a lot of cool fight scenes in this movie i'll yeah, give him that for me i think the one telling tale of how much better the first movie is i just saw this movie on saturday and i'm having to kind of remember details mm-hmm it's been a long time since I've seen the first Kingsman, and I can remember key details like crazy. Yeah, that's, so that's kind of how so I feel. Better, they're so much better executed in the first movie. Yeah, and the jokes are a little more set up, like, I don't know. Like, in the second movie, that whole, like, bit where they're like, you have to go to the nightclub, and you have to seduce this girl. And Whiskey's like, let me show you how it's done, English boy. And, like, goes up to that girl, and she's all, like, not into it, bro. And then he comes up. I was just like, that's so played out. Like, that kind of humor... It's funny, but it's just like, I don't know. They, they're they making a, a funny statement on, on two different styles, but I don't know. The whole Statesman thing was cool, but they didn't do enough with it for me. Like, they showed Jeff Bridges a lot. They showed Channing Tatum a lot in the trailers, but then they rarely used them. It was like, meet with me for a meeting and then go. You know what I mean? If, yeah. if Jeff Bridges saddled up and Channing Tatum played a little bit more, I would have been a little more invested in this right off the bat. Like if Bridges would have showed up at the compound with him. Yeah. 
That would have been badass, dude. Like, sh bring some statesmen. If you guys are really, like, cousins, that was kind of, you know. That was kind of the, 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 the logic flaw in that show. Like, if you got something where you get a bunch of Americans possibly going to die, and then the statesmen are just going to sit back and let the British people fix things, that would never would have happened. Right. They're like, we'll give you our plane. <laughs> we got to run a whiskey empire. Like, it was, I don't know. That, for me, was kind of like, I don't believe this. <laughs> They're just all crowded around Channing Tatum. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Although, that, I don't know. I, the, I thought the whole thing with the drug users was really cool, because in the first movie, it was like, humans are the disease, global warming, da-da-da, all this stuff, and now it's legalization of every drug, and that's another like topic with the war on drugs, you know? And I love that the president was just like, fuck no, you just... You made me win the war on drugs and was just like a horrible person. Like, I thought that was really funny. <laughs> and the thing is, if that actually happened, that's the way it would go down. Right. They're just like, fuck it, we'll just let them all die. It's cheaper. <laughs> Lock them up. Just, and I like the dialogue that Poppy's character has when she talks about, you know, uh, sugar's five times more addictive than cocaine. It's in everything. Right. <laughs> you know, alcohol is a multi billion dollar industry. We don't care. But God, if I saw a little bit of it, like, like she says, I saw all these drugs, and I'm the richest businesswoman in the world, but nobody knows me. Right. She's not legitimate, and that's all she wanted. That's kind of, like, that to me as a motive was cool. Like, I liked that as a motive in a villainess. Like, I just want legitimacy. I don't care. I don't want to rule the world. I just want to be the, the richest, most, like, I don't know, official, not, like, under-the-table person in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm a drug dealer, but now it's legal, so I'm the biggest fucking Walmart ever, you know? That was that was a cool motivation for me. Hmm. You keep your video keeps blopping in and out. I see you for like thirty seconds, and then it's like well, BP on multimedia. Sorry, a little bit of drag on this, and if I shut them, if I shut the video off, I'm okay. So. Okay, then you don't get a little glitch. You're being nope. shy. That's good. That's good. Aww. Yeah, we're probably slowing it down with our vids. I blame yeah. Tori. Tori's cuteness. Blame it all on me. It's her evil. There, I turned my video off too. You don't get to see us either. I thought it was cool how one the statesmen used alcohol and the kingsmen used tailors. That was or cool. They're like, what is it called? Their cover, I guess. Yeah, there you go. Their covers. So when they go to Hawaii, it's gonna be like poi. <laughs> we sell poi necklaces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they could make any more. Like, think of another style in a culture that they could do. Would they do like an Asian one? Oh yeah, I'd love to go to Asia. That'd be cool. Or, like, uh, what else? Then have the Asians be bad. Oh, why not? Like uh, some Jackie Chan stuff going on? Oh, dude, like ninjas. That would be dope. That's Japan, oh, actually, actually cast still. Jackie Chan as the head of the Asian... Yes! And make him just, yeah. like, ridiculous. And have him play, no, have him play himself. Just yeah, Jackie Chan? <laughs> Jackie He's Chan like, becomes the... Play Jackie Chan as an Asian. <laughs> becomes the leader of all of the Asian mafias. <laughs> That'd be hilarious actually all right jackie chan if you're listening the shout out was for you and he's not <laughs> you know right now they're already thinking of going you know that's perfect so jackie chan play himself hmm we already did it with elton john why not <laughs> right like i mean they at this point they can do whatever they want and everyone will go see it and not expect the greatest movie ever and that's their benefit now they've got that element of surprise back where it's like we we made a good movie and everyone knew what it was going to be walking into it but now, 
now we plan for like the third Kingsman, which will be the greatest one, you know, and it, it, you could do that. So that's hopefully that's what they're doing, man. I want to see another one really, really bad. I want to see more robotic arms and robot dogs and fucking diners in jungles. Like, I love this ridiculous faux Austin Powers James Bond shit because it's you, the entire time you're like, this would never happen. But you're like, I really like it that it would never happen. Like, it's a cool little escape into a look at our own world, you know? Well, I, I do hope going forward that they get the pacing and the plotting down a little bit tighter because there were some obvious gaps in this which really kind of hurt the, yeah. the, the throughput of the show. So we'll, we'll see. I, you know, and then again, Matthew Vaughn's one of these types. I don't think he gives a shit, which I give him credit for. But in this case, I think somebody should have sat behind him and went, eh, you need to edit this a little bit. Eh, you need to look yeah. at this a little bit. Well, especially when you've got such a fucking heavy fan base for one movie and they're already like dude make more make more you know like Kingsman's a crazy cool idea and there's a lot of fans of it and a lot of people want to see the universe expand and there's already Kingsman like Kingsman comics that Mark Millar did so this is not just Matt you know Matthew Vaughn it's like you got to keep true to someone else's work but you also have to like expand upon it that's that's hard you know what I mean I think maybe he just needs more help maybe making this next movie and like take the notes you know take the notes that people say like hey this isn't working this is working but take it with like the the grain of salt that you have built a cool universe that isn't just comic book heroes you know this is a whole new sub universe in movie comic movies that isn't superheroes so it's like i want to see more movies like this continue because it just opens up more doors you know true like, think about how Deadpool opened up the rated R comic book movie door, right? And think about all these movies that do that. This is one that opens up those. And they've already been doing, like, Walking Dead and stuff like that. TV. TV's been done all over the place with comic book movies. But now they're just starting to open up the doors with stuff that's not superheroes. Like, they're doing one called I Kill Giants. And it's just a little girl that kills giants. But they're making it a movie. And just a whole bunch of random shit like that. I love it. I, I want to see more. Fairyland needs to be one. Which one? I hate Fairyland. I haven't read that. That'd be funny. That sounds cool. You were reading the new Kingsman comic, weren't you? Yeah. That looks cool. He came out with a new, uh, a, n- a new run of comics. It's like a six-part run called The Red Diamond. And I chuckled when I saw it <laughs> because Tori's like across the comic book store, and I raise it up, and it's just a huge picture of Eggsy's face, and she just yells, "Eggsy!" And everyone's just like, "Oh my god." <laughs> but, oh, he bought a special friend in the comic book store. Right. And I was like looking at it, and then I realized, like, dude, he really likes using shapes and colors. The golden circle, the red diamond, like, the third one's going to be like the, the pink octagon. <laughs> First grade, baby. <laughs> That's really funny. I'm really, I'm really hopeful that this next one will be an over-the-top villain. You know what I mean? Another over-the-top oh, villain. Will be. But a little more base, a little more, like... Uh, backstory, a little more reason. Yes. Valentine's a great villain. God, he was. I miss him. I miss him straight from that first scene. He walks into the cabin and he's like, sorry, I don't have a taste of a violence. Like, I love that. That was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah, they sliced the dude in half. That's so sweet. (laughs) You don't recognize this motherfucker? (laughs) Y'all talk so funny. I wish they would have referenced him more in this. Yeah, they had that one one callback scene where Harry died, remember? Yeah. That's it. And even then. They hardly referenced Eggsy's mom. She shows up at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah, for the wedding, right? Yeah, like his, his brother wasn't there. That's fucked up. 
Hmm. Wait, Eggsy had a brother? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was a little sister or something. I thought it was a little sister. Was a sister? Yeah. yeah. You never see a reference to that either, which I thought was kind of a little off. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to your fucking baby? They're it's... gone. <laughs> They've gone away. That would be horrible. Maybe it's like coming in the next uh, movie. <laughs> That would you just know? feel weird, though, to bring it back, you know? Well, they were kind of weird in this one. Yeah. So, anything There's possible. so much in this movie. That's my only complaint, is they cram so many little deaths and storylines and hooks and double crosses and things that I was just like, I need one focus point for a minute here. Like, just give me a center of attention and then build around it. There was too many random scenes, you know? But, I w but what saved it for me was those ridiculous, like, robot dogs and robot arm and all the aesthetics that they pulled, like... That saved it for me. That and the fight scenes. So for me, this movie, I would give it like uh, a two and a half, 2.75 out of five because it's really visually awesome and it's something you could like hang out with people and watch in the background and be like, whoa, what was that? Holy shit, this is cool. Let's pay attention. But then, you know, it's going to bore out. But it's not something that I hate, you know. What would you give it, Tori? Mm, I would say 3.5 out of 5. Why? I, I thought the first one was a 5 out of 5, and this one was good. Like you said, the visual effects and, like, the storyline itself wasn't, like, horrible, but it could have been, like Brent mentioned, more structured. Mm -hmm. And the scenes could have been more structured and, like... I don't know. Like, it was shot well, but the transition between the scenes was odd sometimes. Good point. I like I like how you said it was shot well because I noticed that too. Like the cinematography of this movie alone. Everything was so perfectly square and everything looked so good. Brent, what do you think about that? Did you, did you notice that too? Well, you know, like, like for me, I'm going to go back and I had, I have, this is one of these movies where I have two reactions. I have the one where I just leave the theater and I'm like, oh, that was really awesome. That was spectacular. That was great. And then the next day, I kind of go, then, then the next day, for some reason, my subconscious wakes up at seven in the morning going, okay, here's when I start picking things apart. <laughs> You're like, did I really think this was great or was it the movie theater telling me? It's like going to the mall and trying on a pair of pants in that mirror and they go, oh man, that looks great. And you think it looks great in the mirror and then you go home and you're like, this doesn't look as great as it does in that mirror. Immediately <laughs> leaving the theater, if you put the mic in my face and said, what's your rating out of five? I would have said four out of five. Mm -hmm. But Sunday morning, now Monday morning, now Monday night, I think I've, because I, I reviewed and kind of watched parts of Kingsman 1 again. And I realized, narratively, there's really not much going on you know, compared to Kingsman 1. And you start picking little things apart and little things apart. And I go, as of right now, I would say it's a good 2.5 out of 5. So that puts us at about a what? 3? Because we got a 3.5. Yeah, we're at about a 3 right now. That's not bad, though. You know, that's not a terrible movie. So, no, like, no, honestly... I, I just think it's not going to stand the test of time. Oh, no. For... I think... Over the next month, you're not going to remember a lot of it, but you're still going to remember Kingsman one more. Mm -hmm. It'll bring you back to the first one. Maybe that was their plan all along. <laughs> I do like how they stuck kind of to the first one, though. They, they The timeline between the two movies was solid. Like, I'll give them that. There aren't a lot of sequels for me that aren't just a back-to-back -back story that okay, can keep a, the same characters, kind of. Oh, well, yeah, but here, here's what I'm going to ask. We'll start with Tori on this one. If I, if I let you watch... Kingsman 1 or Kingsman 2 right now, which one do you watch? Kingsman 1! Yeah, see, that's the thing. What about you? Even, and what about you? 
Honestly, I would say King, Kingsman 2. Really? Yeah. See, I would, rather watch, I would rather watch the first Kingsman again. I would watch the second one again just because I love, like I said, visually. And I've watched the first one so many times. And so have I. I'd almost rather watch the first one again. To where I'm like, I just, I want to watch more. I'm the type of person that's, even if it sucks, even if there's... 12 shitty episodes out of 40 in Gotham like just bluntly I'm still gonna love every episode because it's part of Batman and I I love everything about that universe so the more I can learn about it and digest the more I'm gonna just geek out and Kingsman is kinda like that for me like if they made random comic books that weren't that good I'd still read them to learn more about the universe you know like it was a good addition to the universe I'll give them that when Kingsman 1 came out, that was my favorite movie of that year. Mm-hmm. And Kingsman 2 won't even be in my top 10 this year. I'll, no, I'm still agreeing with you. I'm just saying at this moment, like, I just want to see that that last kind of half-hour action scene again. You know what I mean? That yeah, really got yeah. me. The one you fell asleep during? Yeah, but I rewatched it. But in, I thought... In Russian. Yeah, but I still saw what happened. <laughs> and, and there were <laughs> subtitles and shit, and then, I, you know, I got it. But that's, I, for, that's for the title for tonight's podcast you watched it in russian yeah last 30 minutes in russian <laughs> god damn it that's my fucking dumb luck for buying movie theater tickets at like nine o'clock at night yeah <laughs> you were prepared you know what was coming yeah i didn't prepare tori even napped and i didn't and i was like oh god this and then honestly i i got fucking mad she woke me up in the credits i was like god damn it yeah i napped i'm good <laughs> i'll say this though the last the last I don't know, 45 minutes of the movie for me, like, was the best part. The first act was you could completely just scrap it and go, hey, remember that part of the movie? Let's just watch that. I'd be like, let's do it. Because visually there was more going on, action-wise there was more going on, and even, like, they trimmed the fat story-wise. You know what I mean? I felt like it got kind of easier to to get used to, you know? I don't know, man. I really, I, I like the addition to the universe, but I don't think, like you said, it's not going to stand the test of time. I, I also wouldn't put it in my top ten of movies, but I'm so torn on it. So, I don't know. That's why I couldn't go quite to where you are, but I still got to be under three, babe. <laughs> I can't wait to read that fucking Red Diamond, though. You got to tell me how that is sometime soon. I will not. You will not. How far are you in it? Almost done. Well, what's going on? What's it? Is it, has it anything to do with the movies? Uh, kind of. Hmm. You'll have to read it. Oh, you're not going to tell me? Nope. Fuck, no I spoilers. told you about the other one. Now you have to read this one. <gasps> reading is believing. Reading is believing. And sharing is caring, friends. Well, um, and, and since we're kind of turning down tonight and we're finishing up, I'm going to give one of my favorite quotes from the late, great Bobby the Brain Heenan. Oh, shit. Bring Can't it. Throat. A friend in need is just a pain in my side. <laughs> I like that. Yes. That should be Tori's like face tattoo. <laughs> that is going to be the title of this episode. Oh god. <laughs> well, thanks for coming by, man. I appreciate you talking this out with us. It was good to talk to you. Talk the, 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 the remote of talk Doom. Is like, we'll see how this works out. This is a good way just to kind of go up and do these short little bursts of, of Doom. Dude, I like this because Doom. like it works better than Sky. It doesn't glitch out in good time and we still can talk and chill I like it we should do this more often via what it Google Hangouts Google Hangouts well as next always time, next, time, next time sans bandwidth we'll have to broadcast live hell yeah oh I could totally set up a camera or something that'd be cool 
you know, cool. Well, once again, it's a, it's been a beautiful day. It's 9.22 p.m. here in the greater Central Plains area. 9.22. And as always, I'm Mikey Colsheen. I'm Tori Kroll. And um, I'm, I'm, Molly's, I'm Molly's master. <laughs> Molly's master. Thanks. Or she would like to say, I'm her human. You're what? Well, this I'm is this is getting. I'm good. her human. Oh. <laughs> Cringe. Oh, <shit. laughs>